Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of If These Hills Could Talk. I'm your old buddy Brando, thank you for being with me once again. I uh, hope everyone is uh, doing good and hanging in there. And uh, before we get started with uh, this week's subject, I just wanted to go ahead and uh, let y'all know where I would be in the music world. Uh, coming up next, uh, this coming Friday, May the 20th, I will be in Middlesbrough, Kentucky at a new venue called The Rendezvous. For those of you familiar with Middlesbrough, Kentucky, The Rendezvous is the old Chester Avenue Baptist Church. So they've turned a church, from my understanding, into a music venue. And um, that is where I'm going to be on Friday, May 20th, 7 o'clock. I'll be opening up for Matt Heckler. So uh, if you're in the area or you're up for a road trip, uh, come check out uh, Matt Heckler, and I'll be opening the show. Then on uh, Saturday, the 21st, I will be at the Western Door Music Festival in Cumberland Gap, Tennessee. And the music starts at 3, and I'm pretty sure I'm first. I may be wrong. But music starts at three, so uh, show up for that one. I think this, I may be wrong, this might be the second Western Door Festival. Um, I think I saw where it was, it's part two, it's the second one. So uh, come on out to that, and uh, um, it'll be a good one. That, that we've usually, usually we have the uh, White Lightning Festival in the Cumberland Gap, and I think that one will still come, come in like June or July. But this is the Western Door Festival, and it'll take place Saturday, May the 21st. Music starts at 3. Hope to see y'all there. Also, before we get rolling, uh, just remind everybody that if you could please um, rate the podcast wherever it is you're listening to it, uh, you know, give it a review. Uh, it helps it get in the algorithm and helps people find it more. Well, I want to thank everybody. I'm really surprised at how well the audience is growing, and I've had a lot of people reaching out to me, and that's that's surprising, I, you know, because really I'm not promoting this thing a whole lot. I don't really mention it at all on Facebook. The only time I've really talked about it is on TikTok, and so that's why I'm sure a lot of you are here. Um, I've mentioned it uh, maybe once or twice in my Facebook group, The Kitchen Table Crew. Uh, if you're a Facebook friend of mine and you want to be in the music group, it's called Brando's Kitchen Table Crew, and that came from um, back when the pandemic started. I may have told the story before, but uh, back when the pandemic started and all the gigs got took away and got canceled, I started doing... Um, facebook live streams right here from my kitchen table where i'm sitting now doing this podcast and it caught on they just became an online uh, series that i did there and i started calling it the kitchen table show and now we have the brando's kitchen table crew that's on facebook it's a private group uh, and i like it a lot better because it kind of trims a lot of the fat away uh, when you play um, when you have a, a facebook music page uh, it appears that they want you to pay for that because it's really hard. I still haven't figured out how to get in that algorithm. Over the last 10 years, I've gained about 5,000 followers. But, um, you know, when you post something on there, I've just noticed that, um, you know, for example, if I posted something from my music page, I might get uh, five people view it out of the 5,000. But if I post it on my personal page, I'll have 100 people like it. So, um, you know, I, I decided to start me a Facebook group, and what it did was it, um, you know, for the people, I think I'm up to 300 people in there now, maybe a little over. For those people, you know, it's people that wants to be there, and uh, so you'll get notifications as to when I'm going to go live or when I'm going to, um, you know, uh, be doing whatever. Uh, you'll get the notifications on there. If you hear that noise, I'm actually putting my microphone cover that I forgot to put on before I started talking. It, it will reduce the the pops that I that happens when I say my word that starts with a P or a B. But anyway, uh, if you're on Facebook, you're a friend. If you've not joined it yet, just uh, send me a request and uh, I'll approve it and you'll get in the uh, Brando's Kitchen Table Crew group. Uh, 
and uh, that's where you'll also be able to find out everything. But I, like I said, I've not talked a whole lot about the podcast on there, and so it's um, it's it's really cool to see it growing. And thank you guys so much uh, to the person that requested that I break down the book of Job. I'm going to do that, but uh, I need to uh, sit down and read it again because it's not just a chapter; it's an entire book. So I got to sit down and read that one again. But that one's coming. I'll uh, I'll have that one. I know for the last couple episodes I've kind of been uh, breaking down the Bible today. I'm totally winging it. Um, and I thought, you know, we, there's so much going on in the news that I could pretty much just sit here for a little while and react to the news and the news stories that's out there, but also talk to you about the concept of the news. You know, um, it's funny to me how in this country the news has become branded and the news has become marketed in a way that it attracts certain people to certain channels. If you're a conservative, if you vote Republican, support Donald Trump, you're going to watch Fox News. If you're a, a liberal, you're probably going to watch MSNBC. Um, I know that CNN gets accused of being a liberal organization, and maybe they are, but uh, they they don't come that way. they don't come off that way to me. As a liberal, I don't take them that way, but I know a lot of I know a lot of you are going to go bullshit, man. They're as liberal as hell. That's the Clinton News Network. I know, but it don't necessarily come out well off to me. But but the interesting part to me about the news is that something happens in a town that we've never been to in our life. Some something happens out in Missouri in some town we've never been to. Now it makes the news. That story gets handpicked and put on the news, and now they're telling you about it. Rather than reporting, hey, there was a shooting today in, you know, bumfucked Egypt. And instead of just saying that, it's like they can't say, oh, there's been a shooting out in, you know, Branson, Missouri. They can't say that. They have to tell you about the shooting, and then they cut to the panel of six experts. And if you'll notice, no matter which channel you choose to watch, they have the conservative, the liberal, the middle-of-the-road guy, kind of the comic relief. You've, you've always got that little formula, and, it, and it, that formula works its way over into every form of entertainment we watch. If you watch uh, reality TV, they've always got the, the dead serious guy. They've got like the voice of reason. They've got uh, the, the asshole, the prick, like Simon, you know, Cal. And then they have the, uh, the the comic relief character like Chumley off Pawn Stars. You know, everything that we are shown in this world is 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 presented to us in a way that that keeps everybody fighting, but not a whole lot of people paying attention because what we're all guilty of doing at some point is simply scrolling Facebook, scrolling social media till we see the headline that we say, "Hey, this one fits my preconceived notion. I think that guy out in Missouri was a thug." So I'm going to click on this link that says he should have obeyed the law. And the, the interesting part to me is that we weren't even there. But now we're being told how to feel about the news. The news isn't being reported to us. We're being told how we should feel about it. And that's one of the most fucked up things. So therefore it becomes politicized. And therefore both candidates start telling the story you know, from, from different perspectives. And here we are stuck over here to trying to decide which one we want to, to choose. You know, um, one of the stories right now is the baby formula shortage. And the way Fox News is spinning this thing is that there is just all sorts of baby formula at the border that they're giving away to these uh, uh, 
immigrants coming over. They're giving to them first. Biden is building America. He's, he's putting America last. This is the America last agenda, blah, blah, blah. Turns out that's all bullshit. But if you're a conservative listening to this, it's going to be very hard for me to convince you of that because you're preconditioned to think that my side's lying to you and I'm preconditioned to think your side's full of shit. So it's interesting to me as to how we're ever going to get on the same page when there's no what this has happened is that eventually accountability has left the room because no matter how much I call bullshit on the baby formula shortage, you're going to have a link in your pocket. You're going to have something you can click on to say, nope, this is what's happening. But it's all being politicized no matter which way you look at it. And this idea of, you know, I sat down and actually watched the entire interview with Donald Trump on uh, CBN, I believe it was. This guy's interviewing him. And um, he says, you know, he says, uh, I'm using the term make America great again. I'm, I'm, I'm having to use that term again because it's not great anymore. You know, it's, it's not great now. Uh, it, it wasn't great before I came along. So we had to make it great again. And now we're going to have to make it great again, again. And so we're going to have to, because I'm coming back. And there are people in this world sitting there that's life hasn't really changed worth a, nothing significant at all. But they're, but they're still in the same boat. They're still being fucked every day of their life. And yet they will say, oh, it's going to be better when he comes in. And you watch and see, if he was to get reelected in November of 2024, there will be people that will automatically say, that's it, we're great again, everything's fine, everything's, go back to bed, everybody, we're back in charge. The idea that one man could make it great. So it, so it wasn't great before he came along. It was only great for those four years. We had the best, the most tremendous, the most you know stupendous of all, and then now it's back bad again. Oh, and in just in just a few months, and just in six months' time, he did more. Biden was worse than the. If you take the, I actually actually said this. He said if you take the five, like worst presidents of all time, and put them together and combine them, they didn't do as much uh, damage as Biden has done just since he's been in office. And no matter how many times I point to the numbers, that's why when people on TikTok will say to me, "Well, tell us what Biden's done." I, Biden could cure cancer. Biden could pull your child out of a burning uh, bush. It, it wouldn't matter. You would find a way to say, well, he didn't walk over, He walked on water. That's because he couldn't swim, by God. So I don't really see a point in me telling you all those things when you've already been preconditioned to believe the news. And that's what's so, you know, the news has become marketed, it's become branded, and it's become politicized. And rather than just say, hey, this happened in this part of the world, how do I feel about that? I've noticed that people will wait till they're told how to feel about it. There's been so many instances where something will happen, and just for a brief moment in time, we're all kind of on the same side just for a second. I remember when George Floyd died. I was working at this place, and I'll never forget when it very first happened and when the video first broke of him on his stomach, knee in his neck, begging to breathe. There was, and everybody, by the way, every, everybody in, in where I worked was white. We had Mexicans too, but, but in my room where I was at, it was all white guys. And when that video first surfaced, I heard so many of them say, man, that's some bullshit. Even some of the most redneck dudes I've ever met in my life was going, damn, man, that right there is some bullshit. And one guy said, yeah, I don't blame them. For get, if, they, if they burn that city down, I can't say I blame them. Man, that's some bullshit. And just for a brief moment, 
I could actually carry on a conversation with these guys. Well, after about two days, once they went to Fox News and Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson told them how to think and how to feel about it, they came back and went, well, they didn't show us what happened before he got down on the ground. They didn't show that part. You know, he, he, he should have just complied. He should have just listened. And I'm over there going, guys, when did the rednecks and the police become buddies? Because I remember a show called The Dukes of Hazard, where the entire show was about good old boys running from the law, two Robin Hoods, you know, modern day Robin Hoods robbing the system. Um, you know, I I thought that you know when I was growing up, you know, I caught well, the pigs. You got a roadblock down there. Be careful, and pigs are down there. And in just a couple of days, I saw people go from saying, "Man, that was some bullshit." I don't blame them for being mad. To well, they should have just listened, and that's because the news preconditioned them, they politicized it, they branded it, they marketed it, and they bought it. And then they turned to someone like me and say, I don't see how you could be. I had a guy say this to me on uh, TikTok the other day. I, don't, I just don't understand how you could defend this era's Democrats. Easily. I can easily defend it. And people would say, oh, here he goes. He's going to bash Donald Trump. No, I don't, I don't have to bash Donald Trump on this one. The reason that I support the Democratic Party, and they're not perfect by no means, they're dropping the ball drastically, and they're notorious for dropping the ball when they're on the one-yard line. It's first and goal. You're on the one-yard line. All you got to do is get it across there. They, they always fumble. They always throw an interception. They always screw up. So am I saying the Democratic Party is, is absolutely 100% right about everything? Hell no, I'm not. But the Democratic Party has other people's interest at heart more so and more people's rights are on the line. The Republican Party has no platform. The only platform they have is to tear down and take away anything. We never saw that their health care plan. They've still not came up with one. It was just get rid of Obamacare. We've never saw their immigration plan. It's just get rid of whatever a Democrat put in place. We've never saw their environmental policy. It's just tear down whatever a Democrat put in place. And there are people out there whose rights are going to be riding on the line in these midterms. And I'm going to vote for the party that has the best shot of standing up for their rights. Because it sure as hell is not the Republican Party. They're sure as hell not the party that is going to defend women's rights. And that's one of the things I was going to talk about on today's episode, which may just be called ramblings from Brando, because I know I'm, not, I know I'm all over the place today, but really it's just me reacting to the world around me. And I don't like going to therapy. So I'm just doing this podcast because I don't like sitting across from a therapist. You know, I would much rather just sit here and talk to you guys about it and then bump into you in public and you go, hey, I agreed or I disagreed or whatever. But, you know, my life growing up, and I've said it so many times over the years, I said, well, they're never going to get rid of abortion. That's just a right wing talking point. It's an, it's an issue that tugs at people's heartstrings, and it's an issue that gets people all fired up and all worked up. And they'll never really outlaw it. They'll never really ban it because then they wouldn't be able to create the Democrats as this boogeyman. They wouldn't be able to paint us as the baby killers and the satanic pedophiles and all the, all the big top shelf words they call us. So I never thought this would happen. I was stunned when, the, when that leaked from the Supreme Court that this could very well happen. And I'm still over here, though, questioning the leak, going, how did that happen? You know, you, you would have a better chance of something leaking from the mob than the Supreme Court. So I'm over here going, how did that happen? But at the same time, I'm going, shit. They're about to kill off one of the biggest boogeymen they ever had. What are they going to do now? Once it's banned, 
what are they going to do now? I mean, because that's, that's been something. I have got family members, and they're probably never going to listen to this. I don't care if they do. If you're listening, fuck you. Just because our grandparents fuck does not mean I have to like you, okay? But I have family members who have said to me, well, I just listen to both candidates, and whichever one is opposed to abortion, that's who I vote for. So, yeah, I guess that's why I vote Republican. And my question is, what in the living hell does that have to do with you? Especially if you're a dude. It's got nothing to do with you. But actually, one of my cousins that said that was a woman, and I remember thinking, well, you know, what if you get into a situation where you have to do that? Because one of the biggest misconceptions, you know, and again, going back to what I said earlier about, you know, them shaping the news, them branding the news, them marketing the news, they market the news as though Democrats are just these heartless, gutless people who just goes out here and murders babies for, for the fun of it. Like these abortion doctors just set back like some kind of evil, you know, Freddy Krueger. Ah, ha, ha, ha. It's the most ridiculous idea ever. But that's how they've presented it to their flock, and their flock believes that we're just these heartless baby killers that we don't that we have no compassion for children. And it's so baffling to me because, first of all, this whole idea of late-term abortions is something that never happens. If it does, it's because the mother's life is in danger. You know, and it's it's a, it's an issue that is a gut-wrenching decision that this person has to make. And I have talked to several women in my life and known several women that had it and I and they've talked to me about it. And it's one of the most gut-wrenching things they ever went through. It's one of the most gut-wrenching decisions they ever made. They didn't make it because they were heartless. They didn't make it because they just wanted to go back out to the bar again, so I better hurry up and do it. That wasn't what it was. But that's how it's been painted in the news by right-wing media, by the radical right. And I'm going to start saying that more and more. I want to drive that point home. This is the radical right. You know, they want to talk about radical left. A person like me, my views are pretty much right in the middle. I'm pretty much a centrist, but they have went so far over into the right of fascism that, that now I do look radical to them, I'm sure. But I want to drive that point home that that's what these people are. They're a bunch of radicals that have got control of the situation. And here we are, and now they're, you know, so what, going back to what I said a minute ago, when people says, well, you know, why would you support the Democratic Party? Well, because the Democratic Party are going to be fighting for a woman's right. They might not always get it right. They might fuck it up, but the Republican Party has nothing other than to ban it, and it's all about control. You know, it's funny to me how that you know the right wing always says well, we want less, uh, we want less government, and people love that word. They love to say that less government, smaller government, but they want more military, they want more police, they want a police state, they want Nazi Germany. That's what you're really, at, that's what you're really advocating for, and you don't even realize it. You come home, you sit there, and you watch all those Hitler documentaries, and you watch all those you know, history documentaries, and you go, oh, that's what the Democrats are doing. No, pal, that's exactly what you're trying to usher in. Because when you start taking away a woman's right to do that, you know, and going back to, 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 to my family member who was a female that said that, what if you get in that predicament? What if, what if your body will not allow you to carry that baby to term, and you have to make that decision? But now, because you voted for that, now guess what? You're not going to be able to do it. It's, it boils down to, I look at it this way, that is not a decision that I'm ever going to have to make. And it's a decision that I hope my daughter never has to make. But whoever has to make that decision, they should have the right to do so. And so I will be voting for the party 
that will at least try to fight for their right to do so as opposed to the party that tries to strip it away but meanwhile cries, don't tread on me. Nobody treads harder on the rest of society than far right-wing radicals. Nobody treads harder than those people. So, you know, there we are. We're, we're, we're in this boat where I never thought this would happen, and now it's happening, and it's only going to get worse. It's on, You know, they've done this. Now what's coming? You know, the gay marriage will be next. They're already saying contraceptives are going to be because they want to be in control. They want to control, and they want to uphold the status quo. And that's why that, um, you know, people, people that, that listen to my music, you know, I don't play uh, a mainstream version of country music. Uh, the songs I write talks about the struggles that people in my part of the world go through, and sometimes my part of, my people in my part of the world don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about the struggles. They would rather just bob their head to a Luke Bryan song or a Florida Georgia Line song and just pretend like none of this is happening. Um, but to quote a good friend of mine, if you're not mad, then you're either privileged or you're not paying attention. You know, and in my mind, I want to write songs that will say, hey, look, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to what's going on here, as opposed to I just want to take my mind off of it and sing this, this bullshit. You know, I want to raise awareness to it. Uh, we're, we're at a time now where more than ever, people's rights are riding on the line. These midterms coming up, you know, I encourage anybody out there to hold your nose. I don't care if you like doing it or not. If you care about your freedoms, you want to talk. You want to talk about your freedoms, okay? You're you're okay with the Supreme Court deciding that Roe v. Wade should be overturned, okay? Are you okay with the Supreme Court deciding that the Second Amendment should be overturned? If your answer is no, then you need to vote Democrat in the next election. You need to vote blue, because if you're truly about choice, that's the way you better go here, you know. And don't come at me. The Democrats are trying to take our guns. It's another one of those things that I've said so many times in the South. We have four G's that everybody votes on. God, guns, gays, and gynecology. Now we're really talking about the gynecology more than ever, and that's going to define and shape these midterms as we go forward. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about. And if you give one shit about your precious rights like you say you do, if, if, if it's okay for them to overturn Roe v. Wade, then it's also okay for six Liberal Supreme, what if it was six liberal Supreme Court justices that said, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to overturn the Second Amendment? You have, to, you have to sometimes stop and say to yourself, hey, this doesn't affect me. This, this isn't going to affect my life, but it could very well affect my daughters. It could very well affect my sisters. They may have to make a gut-wrenching decision one day, so I want to give them the right to do with their bodies what they want. How many people did we listen to during this global pandemic sit and scream, it should be my choice to wear a mask or not. It should be my choice to get vaccinated or not. But now they're wanting to strip that right away. How many people back when the whole Obamacare debate was going on, well, I want to be able to choose my doctor. And now you're saying to a woman, you can't choose what to do with, with your body at, at this particular point in your life. You can't choose that. The hypocrisy here, folks, is mind-numbing. It's absolutely mind-numbing. Stop watching the news. They're branding it. They're marketing it. They're selling it to you in order to keep you quiet. If you're not mad, then you're either privileged or you're not paying attention. Start paying attention to what's going on around you. Because these news stories that you just let roll off your shoulder, because, well, it don't affect me at the moment. I actually saw a guy. I saw a guy on TikTok say, there's no, there's no abortion I would approve of. 
pal, you're never going to have one. You're never going to have to make that decision in your life. Set the fuck down. Shut up. Go on with your day. Go take two aspirins, put a cool cloth on your head, and lay down. Okay? No one's going to forget what you said here, but it's irrelevant to the story. But people in this world, they go through this world. Everybody thinks that they're, that they're being persecuted. And don't even get me started on the Christians that thinks they're being persecuted. It's the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard in my life, especially if you live in the Bible Belt where I do. Now, some of you might be listening from a different part of the country, and if you are, tell me where the hell you are so I can come move in with you so I don't have to see this shit every day of my life because I can't, a cat can't turn around and take a piss in my part of the world that there's not a church. And a cat can't turn around and take a piss somewhere that there's not a cross and there's not Jesus is coming soon and abortion kills and blah, blah, blah. And you walk into a Walmart and there stands a big cardboard cut out of Joel Osteen waving at you. And there's every Billy Graham book in the world and Franklin Graham and blah, blah, blah. I'm dying for the day that I walk into a Walmart and I see a cardboard cut out of George Carlin that says religion is bullshit. I'm dying for the day that I see a big display of Christopher Hitchens books that says God is not great. Religion poisons everything. I would love for that to be my Walmart just fucking once. But it's never going to be because that shit don't sell to Jethro and Billy Bob down the street. We can't sell that. We can't sell that to them. Oh, hell no. Let's just tell them they need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Let's sell that shirt. It's, here we are. And also, I'm amazed at how many headlines you can read to somebody. And they'll just let it roll right off their shoulder. You can say, hey, man. Did you hear that when Donald Trump was in office, he wanted to just shoot missiles at Mexico? Well, that, that's probably some liberal propaganda. That's probably some liberal media shit there. And then, no, no, he actually said this. Well, hell, they should have let him. Again, there, Jethro, it's because it didn't affect you. It's because he wasn't aiming them at the holler. That's why you don't care. You know, there's so many things that will come out, and when you, when you bring it out, what's amazing to me is you can show you can show a, a radical right winger. You can show that person footage of Donald Trump jerking off and say, there it is. Look at him. He's jerking off. Oh, it's just, yeah, well, they, they, and if, if you show him the CNN version of the video, he wasn't really jerking off. He's just trying to shake the pee off of it. That's all. That's bullshit now. You can't say it about him. The guy can come out. He said it himself. I can shoot a man in the street and I will get the, uh, no one will leave me. He was right about that. But thankfully, I had a grandfather who was a Republican, and I hope to God if he was still here today, Pap wouldn't be his brainwashed son. But I had a grandfather that said, you know what? Don't pin your faith to nobody. Listen to what's being said and observe what's being said and realize that they could be playing you. When that preacher says something to you, you better listen. You better read the whole book or read the whole chapter around what he said. He can cherry pick one verse and he can create a whole sermon out of it, but read the whole thing. Listen to the whole story. Hear both sides. Hear it all out. Rather than just, you know, I used to wonder years ago, I used to say to myself, man, how did Jim Jones get 900 people to drink the Kool-Aid? I don't ask that question anymore. I don't. Because he did it exactly the same way that I've seen politicians do it today, especially Donald Trump. And I know people, you pick on him. I'm picking on him because I feel like he is the single greatest threat to American democracy. His idea, his ideology, Trumpism, that it, the cult 45 that's affected this country, in my opinion, is the, it's my opinion, folks, is the most, the biggest threat to American democracy. And we're seeing that play out. If you go back and dig up videos of Donald Trump, by the way, you'll find him saying, oh, I'm pro-choice. I'm very pro-choice. I'm very, very, very pro-choice. And Hillary Clinton, she's a great woman. I think she's going to do tremendous things, very, very tremendous things, blah, blah, blah. 
But see, Trump was a was a con man. Trump was a, was a rich, wealthy dude. He's the most biggest prima donna we ever had in the White House, the most feminine person we've ever had in there. This guy lays in a tanning bed. He covers up 70% of his head with 30% of his hair, okay? And it's like, and here he is. He's never had coal dust on his hands. He's never had a callus on his hands. He's never broke a sweat in his life earning a living. And yet somehow or another, he, has, he is now the poster boy for, for Appalachian men. Boy, that's our guy there. Billionaire of the common man. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. But I pick on him because there's no accountability left in the world. You can't tell somebody they're wrong without them saying that's fake news. That's just fake, Brando. You can't believe that. That's them liberals telling you that. No, I heard it come out of his mouth. Well, play the whole clip. Okay, here's the whole clip. Well, it's true. And I used to wonder, how did Jim Jones get those people to drink the Kool-Aid? And I watched this really good documentary. I, I can't remember what it was called. Something about ah, the word jungle was in the title. I can't remember. It came back. It came out on the it, back in 2018 on the 50th anniversary of Jonestown. Or 40th anniversary, excuse me. And basically what the guy did was he just slowly over time began telling his flock, you know, that, uh, you know, he didn't come right out on the very first day and say, hey, everybody, you got to drink Kool-Aid and die for me. He didn't do that right away. But what he did was he came out and, you know, told them that they, the media, was making up lies about him, that he really wasn't a pedophile and he really wasn't, uh, you know, a a child abuser and a wife abuser and all these things. He wasn't none of those things. That's the fake media. It's the fake news media saying that. And they're going to come for you. They're going to take you. They're, they're going to come for your way of life. That's what he told those people. Told it to him for years. Till finally one day he said, well, you know, now now's the time we're going to have to we're going to have to die. It's on the way out. We'll, we're, we're not going to have peace on this earth. We'll have peace in the next one. That's how he pulled it off. I used to wonder how. I used to say, man, what would it be like to have had a brother or a sister or an aunt or an uncle caught up in that? And there were certain people in my family who I used to say to myself, man, I could so see, see them being caught up in that shit. And how would that feel to watch that? I don't have to wonder anymore. I'm watching it play out every day of my life. Because no matter how many times I say, hey, that Kool-Aid spiked. Uh-uh. Actually, it was Flavor-Aid. But no matter how many times I tell them the Flavor-Aid was spiked, <laughs> uh, they're never going to buy it because they've been preconditioned to believe whatever it is. You know, because again, they're not... Um, they're not paying attention. They're only hearing what the, what it is they want to hear, and that is the danger of the news, you know. And there's so many news stories out there that I could react to. I mean, there's something happening every day, and if you'll notice, so much stuff happens that you forget what the news was two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Hell, we've done moved way past that. Now we're over here, and we just keep chasing our tails in circles and keep fighting with one another and keep arguing with one another. And people, you know, um. If you don't say exactly what the status quo is thinking, if you don't say exactly what's on their mind, then you're a communist and you're a baby killer and you're a libtard and you're a satanic pedophile and you're all these things. I just always thought that people in my part of the world would want to know that they were being played. I used to think that if I, if I studied something really hard and came up with the evidence and said, hey, here's the evidence, this is it, this is where we're, we're being taken to the cleaners. Then I thought my side would want to hear it. But the problem is, in my part of the world where I grew up, people are very proud people. They never want to admit that they could have been wrong about something. They're very prideful people. And they can't, they can't say Brando's right because to do that, they'd have to say Papa was wrong. 
Papaw can't be wrong. Papaw's right about everything. Now, Brando over there, he, he's lost his mind if he thinks that. He's a communist if he thinks that. He, he, and I'm sitting there going, no, guys, you, you, you've been played. Here's how. Oh, no. If I, if, I admit Brand, if I admit that we've been played, if I give Brando that, then they're going to, I would have to say Papaw was wrong about that, and I can't bring myself to do it. And that's why that, you know, I hope this reaches people, and I hope there's people out there that, uh, that, that grasp it and understands where I'm coming from and understands that in my heart of hearts and in my mind, I'm coming from the best place with this shit. I'm, I'm trying to point things out that I see happening. And going back to something I said earlier, do I think that Joe Biden has the answer to all my problems? Hell no, I don't think that for a minute. But at the end of the day, when it comes right down to it, who is going to have the best interest of poor, white, Appalachian people? It's going to be him. It's not going to be some prima donna that posed in a damn, you know, in a coal miner's hat and everybody got a heart on. That's, that's, that's not who it is. Donald, I'll say it till I've turned blue to, to those of you that grew up in the holler. Donald Trump would not wipe his nose on your Sunday best. He would not let you park your car at Mar-a-Lago. He looks down on you. He thinks you're white trash, every one of you. But he knows that he can get you to vote for him. And that's why if you go back and listen to the things he said in the past, that's why he's changed his tune. He realized the only way, it was all about power to him. If you'll notice, he was always tweeting about things like, 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 like who was on the cover of, 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 of Newsweek or who was on the cover of People Magazine or who was the man of the year or who was on the cover of Vogue, you know, because that was, that was his life. It was all about a popularity contest. It was all about looking good for the camera. That's all he ever gave a shit about. He was a power-hungry fuck that realized the only way he could get there, the only way that he could get to the top was to be embraced by the evangelicals. That guy said himself he had never prayed, he'd never asked for forgiveness, didn't know why he would ask forgiveness. He'd never made a mistake. And now that is the guy that Christians are saying he's going to lead us to the promised land. And before I go, we will break down just one little section of the Bible here. And one day, maybe I'll dive in deeper and dig in a little bit harder. Maybe one day we'll make a whole episode out of this. But before I close, Christians love to say that we're in the end times. They love to say that revelation is upon us. It's the end times. You better get right right now. It's all going to happen. It's all going to end. And you better vote Trump because Trump is the only one going to save Christianity. He's the only one that's going to save us from, from this mess. I challenge anybody listening to the sound of my voice right now to dig into your Bible, dig into the book of Revelation, dig into any prophecy that Jesus ever made or any prophet ever made, and find me one verse that says there will be a man come along in the last day who will save Christianity. There will be a man come along who will uphold your values, and he will lead you to the promised land and make sure you vote for him. Find that verse of scripture. It's not there. I can tell you before you go look, and it's not there, but you're welcome to look. And if you come at me trying to twist something around, I'm gonna. I've read it since I was six years old. I promise you, I will turn it around sideways and put it right back to you. I'm not wrong here. The only person that is gonna, according to the Bible, the only person that is gonna save the day in Revelations is Jesus Christ. And according to the Bible, even Jesus Christ doesn't know when exactly he's going to do it. Only the Father in heaven knows when it's going to happen. So there's going to come a point, you know, according to the Bible, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. So there's going to come a point that, that God is going to turn to his right and say, Son, go get my people. It will be Jesus that comes back. It will be Jesus that splits the sky. It will be Jesus that takes you all to the promised land. No verse of Scripture says there will be a man come that will defend your church and defend your religion, and he will save the day. But there is countless scripture. There is countless verses 
to beware of false prophets who come to you looking like me, who come to you quoting me, saying they're me, looking like me, sounding like me, but they're not me. They're a wolf inside. They're a wolf in sheep's clothing. Beware. There will be many false prophets that will come along, and if it be possible, they will deceive the very elect. That is what it warns you about. It's your book. Okay? I've just happened to have read it a lot. It's your book. But if that's the book you're going to use, and if you're going to get all excited over some decision Trump makes, you're going to get all, oh, he stands with Israel. Oh, that's one. Where in the Bible did it say, watch for the man that comes and stands with Israel? Where did it say that? You see, these people are in here. They're trying to push, they're trying to push the accelerator down. That's why they don't care about nothing. That's why they don't care about people's rights. That's why they don't care about the environment. They're, they're over here gleefully waiting for the end of time to happen. They're gleefully, oh, these are, these are all signs that Jesus is coming. Oh, and vote Trump. Well, you can't have it both ways. Because according to the Bible, the only people that's going to come along saying that they're doing God's work are the false prophets. And that don't mean Joe Biden. That don't mean Obama. That don't mean Hillary. You got one of the most richest, vain prima donnas in history that now has the mantle of Christianity. And the evangelicals have embraced him because he supports their superstitious bullshit. And nowhere in their superstitious bullshit does it say that he will save the day or that anybody, for that matter, will save the day other than Jesus Christ. So if you're sitting over here going, boy, Trump's going to save us, Trump's going to protect us from the evil Democrats, no. No, not according to the Bible, he's not. Not according to your own book. There's no verse of scripture that says that a man will come along that Jesus will anoint and the evangelicals will embrace and he'll lead you to the promised land. There's nothing in there that says that. So either, either you don't believe in the book you say you believe in or you actually worship Donald Trump and not Jesus Christ. So there was the mic drop, okay? Fuck. I mean... <laughs> I want to thank my grandfather, Granville Robbins, who was a World War II veteran, fought for his country, proud of his country, flew the flag with pride, believed in America, voted Republican. Thank you, Papa, for telling me to watch out for people. Thank you, Papa, for telling me that someone might come along and play me. They ain't listening to me, Papa. They're pissed at me, Papa. They're calling me a baby killer. They're calling me a libtard. They're calling me everything under the sun, but I just did what you asked. I paid attention. I wasn't privileged, therefore I was paying attention. So, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode, and I hope to see you again here next week. And I'm just going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag on one thing. One of the reasons why I have such a hard time uh, putting out this podcast consistently <laughs> is simply because I've got five children, and uh, one of them uh, lives with me every other week. He's, uh, he's actually gone to a birthday party right, or a graduation party right now. Give me time to do this. But he's here. he comes every other Sunday. So originally I thought, well, I'll do them on Sunday and I'll get them out. But once he gets here, man, it is full-blown. I have to play WWE games with him all day. <laughs> we have to do everything under the sun. Now he's in basketball practice. I get so caught up doing everything for him and, and being a dad to five kids and, and a grandkid that I'm not always consistent with this. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate y'all. If you don't agree with me on everything, uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm simply over here in my little corner of the world 
trying to say what I feel. And I encourage you to do the same, even if you disagree with me. Just don't incite a fucking right, okay? Don't try to overthrow the government. Try not to do that. You can disagree with me. Just don't think that you're a racist superior, okay? Try that. <laughs> but, but you can disagree with me all day. It's okay. But, uh, you know, rather than hide behind a fake name on TikTok and tell me to fuck off, make a video and tell me to fuck off. I would respect you more. So anyway, until next time, I'm your old buddy, Brando. This has been If These Hills Could Talk, and I hope you all have a great week. Hope to see you out at some of the shows. If not, I'll see you back here next time on If These Hills Could Talk.